welcome to the I'm Healing Podcast. I'm your host and healer, Iris L. Mendez of ILM Healing Solutions. Thanks for tuning in to episode 12, Healing and Ayurveda. Let's heal. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Today I am excited because I have a special guest and her name is Angela Perger. Angela, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on. Um, I'm kind of like fangirl here, kind of excited because I have so much questions, so many questions that I want to ask you and um, just glad that you could exchange energy here today. So thank you for, for being here. Um, so why don't we go ahead and just introduce you so you tell me a little bit about who you are what your offerings are and how people can find you okay thank you well my name is angela perger and my website is simpleayurveda.com and i have been a yoga teacher for about 10 years and i used ayurveda to heal from ulcerative colitis and a rare liver autoimmune condition so I share Ayurveda for everyday life because it can be a little bit confusing um, when you first learn about it or if you try to Google it or research it. So um, I just really break it down and pull apart the main um, focus or like what the teachings are trying to give us so that they can be applied for modern life. Yeah, and I I love your story. Um, I actually met you at my yoga teacher training when you did a workshop on Ayurveda. that was my very first time being introduced to it. I had heard about it. Um, I didn't really know too much about it besides it being, you know, sister science to yoga. And you really simply broke it down for us in that one workshop. And I've been following you since. Um, I've also been a part of some of your uh, workshops and courses that you have um, through your Simple Ayurveda Collective on your website and membership, which is awesome. Um, So I've been able to gain some knowledge, but as you say, it it can be confusing. So for me, there are some things that I'm still learning um, as I learn to heal my own body and also use Ayurvedic practices in my day-to-day life and also um, spread the awareness of it. Because um, for me, being a Latina, being from, you know, Camden, New Jersey, this is not something that was privileged to me to know growing up. And so through my own healing journey, through my own um, experience with yoga, I, I felt I fell into Ayurveda, and I found that it has really truly been um, one of the practices that I've started to implement. That I've started to actually see um, some benefits from. So, can you tell us a little bit about you know, how you found Ayurveda? Yes, um, the same way you did. <laughs> I did a 200-hour yoga teacher training 10 years ago, and. It was a one day, couple of hour introduction workshop. Um, So it peaked, you know, I got curious about it. um, And I actually did go and see an Ayurveda practitioner after that, but she kind of left me more confused because it's an art and a science. (laughs) And um, so part of like, you know, just like with yoga, you can go take a class with one person and and think that you don't like yoga or that you don't understand it. Um, And then you can go take another style of yoga or have it explained to you or taught in you in a different way from a different person. So I feel like with a lot of these things like healing tools like yoga and meditation and therapy, 
you know, just because something doesn't click with the first person that explains it to you or teaches it to you, I, I feel like this is an invitation for anyone to keep finding the right, keep looking for the right teacher or the right person to explain it to you. And, you know, it's not the fault of the healing tool. Um, and it's not the fault of that original teacher. Maybe you just didn't click or, you know, they didn't explain it in a way that you understand or they have a different background or see the world differently. Um, so for me, I kind of put it on the back burner for a few years, um, like as if it was this mystical thing that was just beyond my comprehension. And then mm -hmm. as I was teaching yoga classes, I am naturally curious. And as you know, I love to theme out my yoga classes. Like I like to choose a theme and pick poses and quotes and everything all around what I'm teaching. And so since Ayurveda is yoga sister science, I got curious about it again. And I started connecting seasonal classes and seasonal workshops to Ayurveda. So I started to understand that Ayurveda was about connecting the cycles of nature. And then um, one of my yoga students actually <laughs> was started to go to school for Ayurveda. And so I got a couple consultations from her and I had such a complicated health imbalance with the ulcerative colitis and the rare liver condition. And then I also ended up getting hypothyroidism, which I think a lot of listeners can relate. Once you have one autoimmune condition, like they just seem to like fall in line like <laughs> you, you tend to get another one and another one and another one um right you know it's like the body starts to become unhappy in one area and then another and western science doesn't explain this they think you know my doctors had no link between any of these conditions and so i went to a couple different ayurveda doc practitioners and um, a naturopath and none of them could really give me an answer so finally i just decided to study ayurveda for myself formally beyond just you know um looking up things and watching videos online and i jumped into an ayurveda health counselor program and i really committed to an ayurvedic lifestyle and for me personally uh, maybe because i was already practicing yoga and i was really open to this method of healing but within three months my colitis symptoms were gone and i was able to wean off medication, which of course, anyone listening, you would never do that on your own. I was working with an Ayurvedic practitioner um, who was like right. overseeing what I was doing. But, and that was a couple of years ago. And I've had times where, um, you know, I haven't felt totally well, hundred percent. It's not like I'm completely cured, but at the same time, whenever there's been like a little mini flare up, which first of all, last couple of days, it's never like it was before. Um, and um, I know what, why <laughs> that's the thing about Ayurveda. Yeah. Like I know it's because I had some major stressors, like my mom being in the hospital for a month from a heart attack and me eating some fast food. And I know that's the reason mm. that, you know, the, there was a little bit of a flare up and I'm not like yeah, left in the dark <laughs> and like, um, yeah. a victim of like, why is this happening to me? Because I can, Ayurveda basically is understanding the cycles and rhythms of nature and how those happen in our bodies as well. And I think, um, yeah, so once I studied and once I felt how powerful it was in my body, it's like I couldn't go back to not practicing it and not talking about it and sharing it. And so that's why I ended up starting my own podcast, the Simple Ayurveda podcast. And um, I started teaching courses for yoga teachers because a big piece of it was the way that I was practicing yoga before was actually contributing to my imbalance. So I had to like look at all these different factors in my life. Like what was I eating? Um, what time did I go to bed? How was I moving my body? What was my exercise like? What was my stress like? 
what was my daily schedule like how much work was I doing or um, all these different factors go into Ayurveda because you're looking at the person as a holistic being yeah so I started making some yoga teacher courses so that yoga teachers could understand how to use this for teaching and for home practice Um, and then now just recently after a couple of years I had the idea for an inexpensive monthly membership I think two years ago but it took me that long just to make it happen and so it just started in December Um, and we have a little group going where we have a theme every month yeah, you've got, you've also got a um, a book club as well, and your your Facebook group is really informative too. I may not always participate in the the other courses that you have, but I tend to get a lot of knowledge and a lot of insight on how to heal my body and work through some of my own imbalances from that. So I definitely thank you for that, and I wanted to say that you are an inspiration because honestly, you know, watching you do all the work that you do kind of pushed me to. Um, you know, really live in my own dharma as well and start this podcast. So I really, I really want to say that I, I appreciate you for, um, you know, starting Simple Veda and, and sharing the knowledge because this is all, you know, Ayurveda is like the grandparent of modern uh, medicine in a sense, or um, there's, there's so many different, um, you know, there's 5,000 years plus of different practices and, and the, the philosophy of it and the different things that you can implement into your lifestyle, there's so much to know from it and you kind of break it down very simply. So I really appreciate that about you. What would you say is your very simple like, definition of Ayurveda for someone who's brand new, never heard the word before? I think the simplest way to look at it is that it's a return to nature and living with nature cycles. That's a really good way of looking at it and understanding that um, you know, we can actually heal ourselves through the elements and if we pay attention to the seasons as well and food pairings and what we put into our bodies at what time of day, all of those things matter. And um, that's what Ayurveda kind of breaks down for us. So with all the different practices that you implement in your routine, you know, um, like you mentioned knowing when your body was off balance, right? So what are your favorite go-to practices, rituals or routines? that kind of reset or rebalance you that you you do daily you know i think the number one most important thing that anyone could do is chew their food well (laughs) Um, so in ayurveda our digestive system sort of rules everything else and modern science backs this up that we know that there's a gut mind connection and we know that depression is linked to the gut biome being off and those are modern terms but basically it all goes back to what in ayurveda is called agni our digestive fire um and so when that's not functioning well it's like everything else slides out so the very first most important thing you can do in practicing Ayurveda is chewing each bite to liquid mush. So you don't need to count like how many chews or anything like that, but it's just when you're eating. Um, and it sounds so simple, but I can tell you that before I really dove deep into Ayurveda, I wasn't doing that because I was driving and eating. I was talking and eating. I was going on lunch dates and eating. Not that you can't have a lunch date, but just notice like, are you really wrapped up in your conversation that you're not even paying attention to your food? So it's like, right. that's like a very simple first step that you know, simple doesn't mean easy. (laughs) Um, So there's that. And then second of all is the daily rhythm. So, you know, our modern life can be like kind of crazy. And we have all of these artificial things like computer screens and electricity and lights and all that that make our life more comfortable. And 
obviously I love all that because I have an online business and I like to connect with people through the internet. But at the same time, um, you know, if we look at what's happening in nature, like the sun rises at a certain time every day and the sun sets at a certain time and there is a peak of the day that is like bright sunshine and notice the animals are usually like kind of resting during that time. They're up in the morning, they're up in the evening and you know, like settling down and there's like this arc to the day. So just doing what we can to uh, create a daily rhythm where we eat at the same time. Like I use a window, so I eat breakfast between seven and 8 a.m. and then eating lunch closest to noon. Uh, So I try for between 11 and one. And then I try to eat dinner between five and 7 p.m. You know, there are instances where I might eat later if it's a special occasion or I got invited somewhere. But I really try not to for a regular thing because when you eat at the same time every day, it's like your body knows food is coming. Your nervous system can relax, um, which that reduces stress that we don't even know we're putting on ourselves when we eat at random times. And then also Mm -hmm. your body, once it knows food's coming, it starts to secrete digestive enzymes at that time. So it's like if you're eating every day at noon, 1145, your mouth is starting to produce uh, the digestive enzymes that are actually going to help you break down your food. So you could even like, let's say you're not ready to change what you're actually eating yet. Just by chewing your food well and eating it at the same time every day, you can start to reap the benefits of Ayurveda. Wow. And you've actually had experience with um, actually taking courses on cooking some Ayurvedic meals and you've given great um, resources for cookbooks and things like that. Can you shed some light on what are some of your go-to favorite meals or you know what your day-to-day look like? And let me tell everyone, she's a mom, so you guys need to follow <laughs> her because she is she is the guru of how to live this balanced life with kids. I don't know how you do it. I admire it and I'm waiting for your book your your mother's book, your, your child book in the future for once and when and if I have kids someday. <laughs> well, okay, so my kids are three and seven right now. Um And basically, I automate a lot of what I do, which is the whole simple part of simple Ayurveda. Um, So what I've learned through the Ayurvedic chef training and through my Ayurveda studies, uh, a very basic way to look at how to eat Ayurvedically is through a balanced bowl. And there are four components. The first is a rice or a whole grain of some sort, like millet, amaranth, polenta, quinoa, Um, you know, all of those basmati being the most easy to digest and then a legume. Mm -hmm. So chickpea, a black bean and a zuki bean, lentils, split mung is the traditional Indian dish. Um, But all those other ones are great too. In general, if you have digestive issues, think chickpea or smallow. The bigger the bean, the harder it is to digest and they should be soaked in water overnight, which I think all traditional cultures do that practice of soaking them in water overnight and then cooking them with fresh water. I personally use the Instant Pot. It's not a, I don't have any affiliate link with them or anything, but it just makes life super easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one grounding vegetable. So something from the earth that creates, you know, support and nourishment in the body, like sweet potato, carrots, beets, zucchini, all the squashes, something with some density to it. And then one detoxifying vegetable, like a leafy green, broccoli, a cabbage, those those so that those four components um that's what i eat for lunch and dinner most days and then i just like to add you know fresh herbs or olive oil on the top lemon juice lime juice tahini whatever toppings so it's great and i love how you brought up like um 
you know, your culture is that actually a lot of Ayurvedic food, it does not need to be Indian. <laughs> um, so my veggie bowl, I rotate through different flavors. Like Mexican night is a huge um, favorite at my house. Because if you think about this balance. It's a messy, messy Mexican Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do like black beans, rice, and then guacamole. Because an avocado is sort of like a grounding veggie, right? It's very dense. And then like a cabbage. Um, we'll just like saute the cabbage. Sort of make like a cooked slaw with it. Um, and then yeah, cilantro and lime. And that's like everybody's favorite around here. And then to make the kids or other people happy. You could, you know, add chips or cheese quesadilla or whatever with it. And But if you are trying to heal yourself and you have digestive issues, you can skip that and just keep with that basic bowl. And, and all of these different um, practices, you know, how you eat, what you eat, they're all based off of um, your, your doshas, right? So um, if you guys go to her website, she actually has a modern version of it. You sign, sign up with your email. And I think that that's a really great tool in comparison to some of the other ones. So basically, you take this personality test. It'll tell you uh, what your dominant dosha is. Can you shed a little bit more light on that or what the doshas are? Just a um, very brief. Yeah, I know <laughs> there's so much more to dig deeper with all of it. But just, you know, very briefly, what? what yeah. So means. basically, Ayurveda is based on the five elements, earth, water, fire, air or wind and ether or space. And then from those five elements that exist in nature, they form three types of energy. So that's the Vata, Pitta, Kapha that most people have heard of if they've heard of Ayurveda. So Vata is a combination of wind and empty space. Uh, Pitta is fire and a little bit of water. And then Kapha Dosha is earth and a little bit of water. So we all have all three within us, but we're all born with a certain ratio. So like, for example, I'm more Pitta, next Vata, and then last Kapha. So that means I'm like mostly fiery. Next, I'm a little airy. And then last would be earthy. So everyone has all three doshas within them. And then it's the, the purpose of uh, figuring out what one you have the most of is so you can use it as a tool to help you stay in balance. So knowing that I'm a fiery person and knowing that I tend to overwork, or I tend to like be very intense, then I can use that as a tool um, because in Ayurveda, like attracts like and opposites create balance. So I can use it as a tool because I know that I'm, I tend to be fiery and therefore maybe I don't need to eat like so much spice on my food. <laughs> um, so that's how that works. Or like say someone's right. earthy, like they have a lot of kapha dosha. So earth and water, they have a stockier body type. They're more likely to chill out and not want to exercise, but they actually need to exercise more than the other two because um, their body's going to hold on to nutrients more. So basically when it comes to Ayurveda, um, a lot of stuff could be applied to anyone. Like we all would do well chewing our food. We all would do well going to bed at the same time every day. We all would do well eating those four components to the bowl. Um, but then there's a refining process that happens when you figure out, uh, what type of body you have or what type of imbalance you have. When it comes to trying to start to implement these sort of things with your family, I think as the parent, it's always better if you start with yourself first um, rather than like, okay, we're going to change all these things in our household. <laughs> so uh, just 
this is where there are just general recommendations for everyone, but then it, you really can look at like what's sort of causing you the most stress right now. So you can address those things first. Um, if your schedule is all over the place, I would highly recommend that you create set meal times, especially if um, you've been thrown into homeschooling or you're home with your kids all day and things feel chaotic, then I would create set meal times first. Um, another basic step toward using Ayurveda Heal is knowing that your digestive fire is strongest in the middle of the day right. because the sun sort of helps that fire. So Ayurveda suggests that we eat less heavy foods in the morning and then like less heavy foods in the evening and to eat like, your biggest or heaviest meal midday. So this was a shift for me from eating something like a salad for lunch and then cooking a big dinner, right? So instead I'll try to have that bigger meal at lunch. And also, um, personally, I don't eat salad anymore unless it's just a little side thing. I don't make it, but if I go out to eat it, served to me, I might eat it, but it's just harder to digest. So once you start chewing your food and paying attention, you'll know, you'll feel in your body if things aren't digesting. And that's a clue to not eat that at least for a little while until you can heal. Um, some simple Ayurveda style breakfast are oatmeal, um, I like to eat cooked rice. Like I'll make extra rice at dinner the day before, and then I'll just re I'll heat that up in a pan with some spices like cinnamon and cardamom for breakfast. So that's like super quick and easy, and it's light, but it's nourishing. Um, so yeah, I think mamas need to start with themselves first, and then just slowly implement the practices with their family. And I always joke around that like the best way to get your kids or your family on board with Ayurveda is they don't even know they're doing it. <laughs> Like one of my teachers, you know, sometimes people are intimidated by that word Ayurveda, just like they're intimidated by the word yoga. So any, a lot of yoga <laughs> teachers I know now will use movement or mindfulness to entice, you know, without um, scaring someone away from yoga. And so it's the same thing with Ayurveda. We're just practicing intentional awareness with food um, and with our lifestyle choices. So we don't have to like overhaul everything. It's, it's really just noticing uh, another key piece to using Ayurveda is uh, care of the senses, like sight and hearing and, you know, your five senses. Um, and so with Ayurveda, it's really like not about burning out the senses. So just noticing, like, is the yeah, music too yeah. loud? Is that irritating your <laughs> your mind or your body? You know, have you been watching too much TV or too much screen time? Is that irritating your eyes? And knowing when to back off. Um, and just like getting out in nature or resting or meditating with your eyes closed. And when you do that for yourself, then you can naturally start to infuse that with your family and, you know, creating like less screen time for them or doing things together that are easier on the senses. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I've learned about myself. Um, I'm overly stimulated, so a lot of sensory deprivation for me is needed, and a lot of element work. Um, for me, I, I think I'm I think I'm the same as far as maybe I'm more vata than pitta, but um, you know, I, I too have been using it to heal myself and my body. Um, and so, in a nutshell, you know what we can say about. Ayurveda is that it's really personalized medicine. 
And that's um, a quote that I'm reading from Deacon Carpenter from A Little Bit of Ayurveda. I read a podcast. I have an episode with my favorite books. So I could tell you some of them, like Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom by Acharya That's one of my favorite books. That one's a more spiritual book. So if you are into the spiritual side of Ayurveda, um, if not, Healing Your Life on the Path of Ayurveda by Dr. Mark Halpern is, a, is my go-to that just really breaks down the doshas. Um, understanding this vata, pitta, kapha and all the different aspects as far as like everything from home decor to food to hobbies to types of music to listen to. It's an awesome book. We've done the book club on it and I, I want to circle back and do the book club again because there's just so much depth to it. And then my, yeah. <laughs> um, and my favorite cookbooks are by Kate O'Donnell just because her cookbooks are so easy. Um, there's other cookbooks that have great recipes. Um, like uh, Divya Alter's What to Eat for How You Feel is like, I call that one the Martha Stewart of cookbooks. So if you want, you know, like Ayurvedic lasagna or something like that, she's got it. <laughs> but for me, being a mom, I just don't tend to make recipes like that too much where Kate O'Donnell's, I think it's Everyday Ayurveda. Um, she has two different ones, but they're both very similar and they're just super basic recipes that you could sub out. And then for websites, joyfulbelly.com has a huge archive of Ayurvedic recipes. So that's great because you can just literally plug in, you know, dinner, spring, and it'll have like a index of recipes. Uh, yeah, and I'm on Pinterest too, so I collect things on there. <laughs> that's awesome. I'll have to definitely check them out. Well, I definitely, oh yeah, awesome. I definitely have to check out your Pinterest page now. Oh, Angela, it's been so wonderful to have you on. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, all of your knowledge. Um, definitely check her out. You know, she does do consults, so contact, contact her if you want to do a consult, if you want to heal your body. And be sure that you like, subscribe, and share.